Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight June Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow, pow, pow! I'm Sam Nitty Delaney, so what? Welcome along. It's another Tune Machine episode. We're looking back at a chart from the realms of history, which has been selected for us by the random pop blob, which lurks in the corner of my room here in a cage with uh, ultraviolet light on it, uh, a very, very fine mist of water that keeps it moist, which comes out of a a pipe that goes Mm. across the top of its cage. It... uh, Trying to overwater them, can you? Well, this is, I'm going to say, it emits a mist every 15 minutes just to keep it at the optimum moisture. If it it dries out, it withers and dies quite quickly. But if you overfeed it, it can drown on its own moisture. It can can ingest its own guts. Mm. Um, Yeah, full of water. So it's a very, very fine line between life and death for the blob. But uh, it's chosen a chart for us today. And we're going to go over to it now, and it's going to tell us which chart that actually is. There it is. It doesn't have much Mm. of a life. It doesn't have much of a purpose. But when it has to rise to the occasion, it never lets us down. And there it is. 26th of August, mate. You'd have it in the trenches with you, wouldn't you? Oh, God, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Yeah. We're recording this in advance of England versus Italy, Euro 2020 mm. final. And you can imagine it just being on that bench alongside Southgate and mm. that Geordie fella who used to manage Luton for a bit and <laughs> and, 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 and Chris Powell and all that. <laughs> all the lads there. Uh, uh, an and unlikely Bob's gathering. There in his tracksuit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thanks, Blob. So that's the chart we've got. It actually came out, this chart, on the 21st of August, 88, but we don't select the random date. This was the chart that was uh, active on the 26th of August. Active chart. This chart is active. (laughs) Activate the chart. I'm Michael Hurl, Chief Executive (laughs) of Top of the Pops. Activate the chart. You brought me the wrong chart. This chart is no longer active. This chart is defunct. (laughs) Um, An inactive chart is a dead chart. Shred the inactive chart now. (laughs) When you see Michael Hurl on those top of the pop stories, he always seems like a right bastard. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's like, yes, yeah. he'll always be sitting there in his cricket jumper. He'll like, yes, get, come in. And I'd have these record pluggers come in and they would all have to stand collectively and pitch to me their ghastly artists. On bended knee. <laughs> and, be so, and there's someone there going, oh, I've got an act. I've got, oh, Bananarama want to come on again. Oh, really? Bananarama want to come on again, do they? Wow. I'll be the fucking judge of that. Are they going to get haircuts? They didn't like their hair last time. It's all like that, wasn't it? Really yeah, like, yeah. sort of like an emperor sort of thing. You don't get on top of the pops by asking. You are commanded to appear. Now get Banana Why Armour out of my sight. Why don't you ask Sarah, Karen and Siobhan, if that is still the lineup? <laughs> To tell me what they can do for me should they want to grace my television programme. And what would Banana Armour do if they do not get access to Top of the Pops this week? Oh, well, they've, got, they've been asked to do a, a similar TV show in Germany, so we'll, we'll, we'll just book them in for that. I see. Noted. And then Banana Armour are at the airport two days later, and they get a call from Michael Hurl. I've changed my mind! Banana Armour can do Top of the Pops after all! But they won't get a car. They must get here under their own steam. They have 35 minutes. <laughs> if they are a second late, I shall replace them with an act from America called Salt and Pepper. <laughs> who I have waited in a holding, air, a holding pen. <laughs> and Bananarama's career will be over. Uh, you have to make yeah, a decision in 10 seconds. 10 9 876 Are you They're threatening seconds, me, Bananarama? Do you dare to threaten me, Michael Hurl, with a supposed appearance on a lesser German pop programme? <laughs> you will regret threatening Michael Hurl, I can assure you of that. You have made a powerful enemy today, Bananarama. If you had anything about you, you would have known that I would recall them from the airport at the last minute, you <laughs> idiot. You shouldn't have even have booked the German appearance. <laughs> you don't know how Michael Hell works. <laughs> That's Poppenhausen Weekly. It, it's a pathetic show. I've heard it's going fast out of business. Its ratings are plummeting. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Where were we? We better read uh, the chart out. Oh, as we is do the, the chart uh, at this point, don't we? The usual 40. thing. Yeah. All right. Here we go, then. Uh, I'll kick things off. Uh, down nine at number 40, it's Aztec Camera with working in a gold mine. Just like those little dwarves in that film. Jumping back up to 39 from 48, it's Natalie Cole with Jump Start. Down 17 at 38, Debbie Gibson. She's got a foolish beat. Like a rocket from 55 into 37, it's Spagna. With every girl and boy, I had some lovely Spagna bolognese for me uh, dinner last night. The <laughs> missus made it, and uh, it's one of her favourites, mate. In at 36, UB40 with Where Did I Go Wrong? Oh, where do we start? First of all, getting busted for having that wacky-backy with you on a flight back from Jamaica. <laughs> was that them? It was them, wasn't it? At 35, up from 41, it's Climbing Fisher with I Won't Bleed For You. I will bleed for anyone, not even the doctor. Child <laughs> Edward 34, Europe and superstitious. At number 33, he's not dead. He's still around. It's Donny Osmond 
with Soldier of Love. Yeah, that's the only kind of soldier he would be. I can't imagine having Donny Osmond in the trenches, can you? He'd be useless. He'd be pathetic, quivering and trembling over in the corner of the trench. Down 12 at 32. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it, say everything but the girl. Yes, but you have, haven't you? Be gone. I'll tell you what, I don't want them to sing about it. Bloody miserable. <laughs> Give me the Rod original version any day of the week. <laughs> you in at 31. It's yellow with the race. Down 12 places at number 30. This is a very bit of a mouthful. It's Mac Band featuring the Mac Campbell brothers and Roses are Red. At 29, up 10 places, it's Mori Kante with Yeke Yeke. <laughs> Still at 28, Van Halen, When It's Love. At 27, it's former number one, Nothing's Gonna Change My Love For You by Glenn Medeiros. Well, the British public's love for you has changed, mate. That's why you've fallen all those places inexplicable it's a beautiful song i've always said there shouldn't be greeks in the british pop chart it's just my opinion mate it's not racist <laughs> in a 26 it's aha and they're touchy i don't think you can do that kind of thing anymore i think there's been a lot of complaints about that at top of the pops uh, they are norwegian there's uh, no legislating for that at 25 it's uh, gloria estefan and her miami sound machine with anything for you Interesting fact, it's not actually a machine, it's some people. Don't know if you knew that. Uh, it's a machine made of flesh and bone. <laughs> up 11 places at number 24, it's Guns N' Roses and Sweet Child, oh, mine. <laughs> Terrible gl- grammar. Uh, 23, I want your love, say Transvision Vamp. Well, I'd be happy to oblige. I'll go around there anytime. She was on here recently in the studio wearing absolutely nothing at all. Yeah. It was lovely. Just some kind of denim belt. And I think the rest of her was completely nude. (laughs) I saw her fanny, mate. It was extraordinary. (laughs) Down six at 22. It's Push It and Tramp from Salt and Pepper. We've still got them in the holding pen downstairs, ready to be dispatched at a moment's notice from the governor. Mr. Hurl. At 21. Jane Wilden with Rush Hour. Straight into number 20, it's Bomb the Bass with Mega Blast and Don't Make Me Wait. I don't know what the fish have done to deserve being bombed, but whatever. <laughs> it's one way of fishing. Let's relax it. Uh, 19, down six places. The Funky Worm with Hustle to the music. I wonder how many basses you can catch with a funky worm, mate. I'm not a fishing <laughs> expert, though. Uh, up 19 at number 18 it's Womack and Womack and Teardrops at 17 running all over the world by status quo see what they did there Uh, up 8 at 16 big country and king of emotion at 15 it's Robbie Robertson with somewhere down the crazy river don't know what river he's talking about maybe the Thames that can be a bit bumpy Dropping four places to 14, it's All About Eve with Martha's Harbour. Did you see that on Top of the Pops the other week, where they tried to sing but they couldn't hear the music? Hilarious. Deliberate, though, I think. It was a fucking car crash. It was fucking deliberate, I think, and Mr Hurl has banned them from Top of the Pops forever. Quite right. Rightly so. Um, <laughs> no one undermines. No one bad is bigger than the show. <laughs> At 13... Reach out and I'll be there, claim the four tops. Chris Rea is on the beach, up seven places at number 12. 
At number 11, it's Sexpress, or S-Express, as they prefer <laughs> to be known, with Superfly Guy. Uh, a bit like the Greeks, I don't think there should be any room in the charts for drug-addled perverts like them, but there you go. Modern times, I suppose. <laughs> Singing about their acid drugs. Yep. Up five at number ten, it's Tinita Tikurum, with good tradition. At number nine, it's the Iron Maidens, with the evil that men do. Tell me about it. There we go again, bashing the men. Very trendy, <laughs> but not necessarily very true. Down four places are Kim Wilde. Is Kim Wilde with You Came? <laughs> well, no. no comment, Ms. Wilde. <laughs> well, I did. I don't know about you. At number seven, and uh, frankly, Miss Wilde, I don't, do not care. At number seven, it's still a man's world in that sense. Number seven, there's no movement for fairground attraction with Find My Love. Just wipe it on the curtains and move on. Uh, up 11 at number six, it's Julio Iglesias with My Love featuring Stevie Wonder. At number five, it's BVSMP with I Need You. Don't know what that means. Uh, breathe, go up two places to number four with Hands to Heaven. At number three, it's Brother Beyond with The Harder I Try. Ah, uh, still a two, Kylie Minogue. She's doing the locomotion. And at number one for the, well, for another week, it's <laughs> Yaz and her plastic population with The Only Way Is Up. Well, not when you're number one. You can't go any yep. further up. You're at the top. You've peaked. The only so, way's down. I think the only thing you can do is withdraw the single at this point. I should also add that Yaz's plastic population isn't plastic. It's also made from flesh and blood. Like the Miami Sound Machine. That's your chart. Hope you enjoyed it. So there we go. That's the chart. Um, I don't know where to begin with this one. There's all sorts going on it, as usual. Um, let's go right down to the nether regions for once, because we always start um, near the top. Oh, there's fuck all of worth, really, down the nether regions. Uh, as to camera, I fucking uh, love as to camera. I'll, I'll, yeah, uh, Ruddy Frame bands. is an absolute fucking legend as far as I'm concerned. I don't know that song. Maybe I do. It's not working in a golden mine like it's not a cover version of, no, of a famous no, song, is it? It was it was it's from his love album from nineteen eighty seven. It was like the fourth single off it or something so it didn't really get very high up the charts. Right. I think thirty one was as high as it had got. But great song, great album that um he did kind of the same thing that Scritty Politi had done and went to America and got like a um a, one of these proper soul producers Oh, yeah. Um, jazz up his sound a bit. Great album. And of course, that's the same album that's got Somewhere in My Heart on, which I think oh, yeah. Roddy Frimp will probably dying out forever on the royalties of that one. Yeah. So well done. Beautiful song. Roddy Frame and us take camera. Well done, lads. You've done, you done a good job there. You Keep put a great up. shift in. <laughs> he don't bring arms up very often, but when he does, they're cracking. I'll say that. Quality control, incredibly high. From Ruddy Frame there. Lovely. Climbing uh, Fisher, I Won't Believe You. I don't know that one, but I did buy a Climbing Fisher single on 7-inch from WH Smith's and Chiswick High Road. W would it have been Love um, Changes Everything? Yes. Mm -hmm. Or was it Rise to the Occasion? To that the was occasion another one of those, one, wasn't it? Which had a bit of a hip-hop beat underneath it. Very would have been that one. Yeah, probably yeah, that would have appealed to me. Yeah. So whichever one was the trendiest, I would have got that one, yeah. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> they were very much on the cutting edge of the British hip hop scene, Climbing <laughs> Fisher. <laughs> yeah. Lots of I mean, people called them the white African bombata. Yeah. 
that was it was ahead of its time because they just deployed the same thing that the Stone Roses did with Fool's Gold a year oh, or yeah. so later. Just a little dig at the Stone Roses there. Um, what else is going on down the bottom of the chart? This might be a one episode chart actually. I'm yeah, I don't want to talk about it. That's obviously a great song, Everything But The Girl. Yeah. Great, uh, great Rod Stewart song. Uh, you know, really good version by them. I think that was their kind of first hit because they they sort of bubbled around being quite jazzy and a little bit uh, trendy. And It was trendy. Too- their album in 1984, which we talked about before, by the blind producer, Robin, yeah. Robin Miller. Uh, White. Robin Miller, yeah, Robin who, who in that year, in 1984, he did like, um, Have You Ever Had It Blue um, mm. by Star Council. He did The Roar and the Cooked. He did that album Shardy's and he album. did Sade all mm. at once. And their album came out in that year, but yeah, I don't think it had, it wasn't were, like, it was a hit album too, with the trendies. They were a bit too out there, weren't they? But then they kind mm. of, this was almost like a deliberate attempt to have a hit. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, that's what we've done with this podcast. Mm. I think we've deliberately gone populist. Over yeah. the years, give the people what they want. We keep it's it very mainstream. Yeah. Uh, the race by Yellow, great track. A song, a song that by law was in every single eighties teen movie at some yeah. point. Yeah, every, it's, every, all of them had Yellow. It had the race by Yellow in it. It soundtracked a lot of um, soundtrack, a lot of uh, car chase footage and all that yeah. sort of thing. Curious group yellow because they're Swiss, uh, oh. which in itself was unusual. There's not kind of very many Swiss yeah. pop stars, but your man um, was it Dieter, Dieter somebody the the lead singer. Not that there's many vocals in this. He always looked a bit a bit like a pervert. I thought because mm. mm. he's quite old and he was always quite well dressed with that sort of slick back hair and, and the moustache. He was had a bit of a sort of fascist pervert vibe about him. I'm sure he's not a fascist pervert, but at number thirty-one, um, it's the Swiss fascist pervert Yellow with the race. <laughs> Dieter <laughs> Meyer, that's him, and his pal's called Boris Blank. But they haven't had many hits. Yellow, they're still going. In this, he's seventy-six now. Dieter Meyer, fucking go on, would mate. You go they're and, still going. Would you go and see them if they played live in Sunderland? Oh, if I was given a free ticket, I would go. Would you I pay wouldn't. twelve pounds? I would pay if it was within walking 50. distance. I would pay nine pound fifty and no more. Okay. Um, and there we After go. that, I've... it's free. It's a freebie only situation. If not, yeah. you stay home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They put a new album out last year called Point. Uh, well done, Swiss perverts, fascist perverts, even. Um, yeah. Yucky, yucky. That was in an ad. I think that's why that was in the charts. Yucky, yucky. I think was it, it feels advert, like it was, was in it? a. It feels like it was in a, an advert for some sort of like hatchback. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know those, those hatchback ads. They're always for like Renault or Peugeot, and there's like a sort of quite a tra- blandly attractive woman r- r- riding around some city streets, and yeah. as she drives past each building, that that building sort of changes into multicolours. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't know because why you're, it, you're suggesting it, that just by it, driving around in this hatchback, then everything around you becomes better. Yeah, and, right. Uh, and uh, yeah. multi-ethnicity or something like that. And she, and she, for reasons you just cannot fucking understand, she looks in her wing mirror and then does a sort of a smug half smile to herself. Yeah, 
Like you don't know why, but what she's seen in the mirror, something that me- makes yeah. her feel fucking pleased about life. Right? And the idea as a viewer is that you will feel like that as well if you drive yeah. this car. Yeah. Do you want to feel a bit smug just from looking in a mirror? <laughs> Jalapeño. Jalapeño. Yucky, yucky. Yeah, that that would be like that. But also, the race by yellow would appear in a car advert as well. I think quite quite similar. Definitely, also, yeah. yellow's other big hit, which was Oh Yeah which is the one that goes, oh, Oh, yeah. that's the one I was thinking of, actually. That's the one that's oh, in all the um, yeah. 80s movies. That's the one that goes, yeah. wow, oh, yeah. boom, boom. That's like in, like, bow, bow. Ferris Bueller yeah. and Weird Science and all of those movies and yeah. planes, trains and automobiles. I think, what's his name? John Hughes just used it in all of his movies. In everything. Yeah, the yeah. race is the one that goes... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, that, that's... Classic fucking car advert stuff, isn't it? Oh, definitely in car ads, yeah. Do you? I mean, yeah, the race a lot of got car number, ads going on. The race got to number seven in the chart. Do you know what number or oh year got to in the chart? Bon, bon. What do you reckon? Um, uh, I reckon low. I'm going to say like forty. Fucking nowhere. Never even charted. Nowhere. So it Didn't just even it was. It became famous because it was on so many soundtracks. Yeah. Yeah, purely that, yeah. Don't even... Was it a single? Yeah, it was a single in 1985. Did not chart in the UK. Did not chart at all in the UK. Got a number nine in uh, Australia. But nothing here. Yet again, no reason to leave this country. Sorry to go back to rearview mirrors. No, But you know how on a recent episode we were talking about the invention of glass... Yeah. Now someone thought up if we could just heat up sand, it might turn into something that you can look through. Yeah. <laughs> but like mirrors, obviously that would have led in turn to the invention well, of mirrors. Again, it's another thing I don't understand how it works. How the fuck does a no. mirror work? What is it? How, what's where's what's the, the line between a, a piece of glass and a mirror? How do you yeah, how do you make how do you turn it mirrorish? What do you add? Yeah, this is a Heroin? secret ingredient. Yeah, bicarbonate of soda, probably. That's what most Fucking things hell. get added. That's just, but um, yeah, but like a lot of people think that mirrors are for looking at your own boat racing, mm. right? But some clever cunt at a car company has gone, see them mirrors everyone's on about. Right, everyone's fucking talking about. All the Dorises love it, don't they? Because they can look at their face when they're putting on their makeup. Yeah. I've had a fucking idea. You know, when you're driving a car. You don't know what the fuck's going on behind you, right? We could use a mirror, but we could angle it in such a way that it's not for looking at your own face. It's for looking at what's going on behind you. It gives you effectively eyes in the back of your head. That could be a real selling point for our cars. It's like having an extra face, if you think about it. It's humanity's greatest wish brought alive. The extra face. (laughs) People are not looking at this mirror thing the right way, in my opinion. They're not examining <laughs> the possibilities. They're not looking at the bigger picture. <laughs> They're too trapped in their own narcissism. <laughs> looking at themselves all the time. Pampering what themselves. What we'll do is we'll make an advert, get some, get one of them African songs, yeah, that you see on Jules Holland, you know, yeke yeke, some, something like that. <laughs> get a nice Doris to drive around the city centre. And to emphasise the mirror angle, we'll have a look in the mirror, see what's going on behind her. You won't know what it is, but she'll look fucking pleased with herself about it. 
And why wouldn't she be? She's effectively just developed an, a second face. <laughs> and if that doesn't make you buy a car, I don't know what will. I'm just, I'm just looking at this. <laughs> There's our strap line there. The new <laughs> Renault 106 comes with a free face for every customer. <laughs> Yeah. Just well, the regulators let us say that. I mean, it is sort of true. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of fucking shit in this chart, Sam. A lot of shit. I mean, <clears throat> there's lots of things with 1988 in brackets in the title. So there's, this is when loads of stuff just kept getting reissued and put back in the charts. For, uh, it's got some good tracks in there, though. Like, not, not least Teardrops by Wymack and Wymack. Yeah. And I'm just wondering where, also, where the, the exciting youth-fueled stuff is. Yeah, because this it was feels like, it, like yeah. a transitional year. feels yeah, like a transitional like, year because this would have been deep in the Stock Haken and Waterman era. Yeah. So I think I recently saw the story of 1988, Top of the Pops, and a lot of it focused on Stock Haken and Waterman sort of dominating the charts at that time. Yeah. Um, the only one Kylie I can see really two. actually on this is Kylie. I don't know if Brother Beyond were. I don't but I mean, 88 was... Was famously the second summer of love, wasn't it? Well, yeah, and the only representation of that I can see is S Express. There's S Express in there, and there's uh, Yaz was kind of off the back of that scene as well. Mm. But there's a Mm. lot of stuff in there that's just fucking dross. It wasn't it wasn't a classic year. Uh, I like the song. I like the song Rush Hour. Oh yeah, brilliant song. Yeah, Jane Weedland. Oh, you send me. Is she out the Go Go's? She's out the Go Go's. Yeah. The elfin um, one from the Go Go's, yeah, who uh, wrote uh, "Our Lips Are Sealed" for, with Terry Hall. Because when the Go Go's went on two with the specials, Terry Hall and Jane Wadlin had a little thing going on on the quiet. Oh yeah, and then they wrote uh, "Our Lips Are Sealed." I think they wrote it uh, across the Atlantic. They were back in their respective homelands, and they wrote it by very by much letter. like the way you and I work, isn't it? Yeah. But of course, they didn't have WhatsApp video to be able to see each other. They did it by letter, They'd I think. They'd have been doing it by telegram, or wouldn't by they? phone. Yeah, probably. Or oh, carrier pigeon, perhaps. Phone, I don't know. They'd or have wrapped maybe, up the fucking transatlantic phone bill in that in those days. Maybe maybe Richard Branson had installed some kind of uh, pop pipe under the Atlantic mm. at that point. <laughs> I didn't even find the press photos of him unveiling his pop pipe. My, my sealed- transatlantic pop pipe. In a few <laughs> years' time... I envisage there being millions of pop pipes going underneath every ocean in the world. I'm Richard Branson, and I'm going to sail across the Atlantic single-handed while laying a pop pipe on the bed of the sea. (laughs) And I know what you're thinking, but no, it's not a euphemism for a giant turd. It actually (laughs) is a pop pipe. If I was going to do that, I would have said laying... Pop is not the charming word I used to describe my anus. I would have said laying a cable if I was talking about doing a shit. And if I was talking about my anus, I would have said poop pipe, not pop pipe. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, but Rush Hour was a brilliant song. It's one of them where I probably thought it was a bit crap in 1988 because I was fucking uh, yeah. up me on arse in the indie music Trying too much. Trying to be cool. Yeah. Um, I fucking... There's, yeah, I mean, that's the thing about this chart is there's not much cool stuff in there, but not, there are that? some really great singles because that's a good example of a great pop single that, yeah, you're right. It would have been, in you know, in that London, it would have been, it was a pure capital radio daytime yeah. song. In fact, I yeah. think they actually used it on their Rush Hour show. Um, but, yeah, well, it was would, brilliant. Of course. And then yeah. it's like, 
Push It by Salt and Pepper. That's a good song. But again, at the time, it would have seemed like cheap commercial hip-hop. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, that's, was, a, that's a big song. Pop-skewed, wasn't it? Yeah. And also, I loved S-Express. I mean, Superfly Guy wasn't as good as the theme from S-Express, but it's still good, wasn't it? That was and that geezer, what's his name, Andy, the guy from S-Express? That was Mark Moore. When you see him on any of those mm. pop documentaries, mm. he is fucking awesome, isn't he? Yeah. He's also a slightly, I think, I hope I'm wrong, slightly possibly damaged from his uh, chemical ingestion of that time. Yeah, he seems that way. <laughs> he's got a, a touch bit. of the boy George's about him, his sort of <laughs> delivery. But he yeah. just seems like he's certainly a man who's lived out loud. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. What else have we got? Yeah, this is definitely not a two-episode chart. There's there's not much to talk about here that's really good. You know, I really like On the Beach, Chris Rea. Um, yeah, and that yeah. one, that is a result of the whole Acid House thing because that song yeah. was a massive Balearic hit. You know the oh, yeah, it's got I've that ne- sound I've, to it. Yeah, I've never, yeah. I've never been to Ibiza. I've never been yeah. into the club scene all that. But I remember that that was one that they used to have the come down fucking yeah. bars, Cafe Del Mar. People would go yeah. to at like four in the morning or whatever, and they're literally yeah. coming down from their drug high. Uh, and on the beach, oh, the tablets are wearing off. Stick yeah. some Chris Rea on, <laughs> for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm starting to get the pulse tablet blues here. I'll get, I'll get the figure. I need some Chris Rigger. Stick it on, mate. <laughs> Those were words we lived by back in Abitha back in '88. Let and me tell you. Thankfully, he did a song about the beach, so I kind of helped us get me head around where I was. Oh, fucking as I was perfect. coming down. <laughs> Saved me life a few times. That track did. <laughs> But yeah, uh, great. So I think that was out in about '85 originally. So that was another one of those reissues. And then you got the four. Get tops. us a beer and stick on Chris Rea. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do well, for I'm, breakfast. I'd have well, a beer and take the edge off my anxiety. You know. Well, I deal with the fear. Um, <laughs> what else is going on in there? Um, Aha, Aha, massively underrated group. I think mm. Aha's greatest hits album is fucking. Pop smash after pop smash after pop smash. And I've said before, I could easily do a 60-minute lecture on I've Been Losing You by AHA, mm. which was the first track from the first single from I'd their like second album. I'd like to hear that lecture, uh, yeah. Uh, one day. One day I will do that. I'll crowdfund it probably. Do you think for, for IFS, like, you know, a, a new level of mm. IFS, one of the things we could do would be to introduce <laughs> our own equivalent to TED Talks? <laughs> yes. Incredibly where we do sort of TED cheap talks. TED Talks from our, rig, yeah. from our rigs. Yeah. And we just choose a subject that we're passionate about mm-hmm. and we just do it with a with a quite badly put together PowerPoint. Yeah, I think there would definitely be a demand for that. Um, this BVSMP at number five, I Need You. Now, I, used, I like to think I was well across everything that was in the charts. In the 80s. I've got no recollection of that whatsoever. I don't know what I don't have any recollection of that either. Um, Was that short for anything? BVSMP? No. I'm thinking it it was sort of like maybe sort of hip-hop, but with a kind Um, of a a late-night soul vibe. Boys to men kind of thing. That, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously a few years before Boys to Men, but certainly in that 
ballpark, yeah. With a bit of a doo-wop vibe to it, maybe. Soul doo-wop thing. Because there's not a lot of um, music to talk about on this episode, there is a pop matter that I wanted you to indulge me because you'll add to it. But I am reading the uh, autobiography of Chris Difford from Squeeze at the moment. Oh, yes, I have read that myself, so I can can field questions on that. I thought you might have done. Um, He came on the reset to talk about his recovery from addiction, and uh, I really enjoyed talking to him. And then as a result, I started reading the book. I started reading the book before I did the interview, and then I also, just earlier today, this morning, I found myself in a bit of a uh, squeeze what do you call it? A wormhole, click hole. Yeah. Right. Squeeze videos are really amazing because mm. they were the old, they were the, in the, in the era in which MTV started to put an emphasis on all these high budget Hollywood production videos. And you had, you know, Duran Duran doing Rio and Michael Jackson and all that. Yeah. And squeeze the whole point of their videos was they were about as willfully lo-fi as you could get. But all of them, so I noticed this morning had, brilliant female sort of backing singer dancers in which seemed incongruous because of the sort of blokey band they were it was an all male band and if you look at the video for Call for Cats which I'd never seen before yeah the two girls dancing and doing the Call for Cats are basically the coolest and possibly the most attractive women to have ever appeared (laughs) in a pop video ever. I can remember them, but their outfits. Go back and look at it. Yeah, their outfits, their dance moves, and just their overall demeanours. I was going to say, have they got that kind of nonchalant sort of vibe about them, where they're just like like the human league girls? A bit like that, but there was, but more like that is there's the video for um, Tempted is yeah. another one where it's just them in a room. And there's mm. three girls who literally look like they're just three Dorises that they know from the pub in fucking Blackheath, where they're yeah. from, right? They just look like three brilliant 80s Lond- South London girls, right, who have just yeah. wandered in and... Yeah. They've said, will you dance? We don't need any singing, but if you want, you can dance on stage. And so they're sort of dancing, but sort of not <laughs> dancing. At that now as well, and, yeah. they, and they flip between sort of giving a fuck and not giving a fuck. And that is precisely what makes them so yeah. incredible. I actually had to show my wife and said, yeah. these are the best backing singers ever. And I knew that she'd appreciate their style. They're kind of not really that bothered, but this is quite yeah. a laugh sort and of thing. Yeah, and they've all got different outfits on. There's, there's no They've all got different outfits, and towards the end, one of them about. is literally just standing with their hands in her pockets, right? right. And not giving a fuck. So yeah. that's brilliant. But if you look at Call for Cats, they're very different because they are the other extreme. They are dancing with more exuberance than, I mean, the only person I've ever seen with dance with the same level of exuberance as these girls in the uh, Call for Cats video is basically... Your man from Riverdance. Flatly. Flatly. Yeah. They're not using the same moves as him. Their moves are much better than his, but they've got the same sort of attitude. Attack the dance, mm. you might call it. Mm. They are they are in these cool leather jackets, and one of them's got S-Q-U-E written on her back, and the other one's got E-Z-E written on her Brilliant. back, and they keep turning their backs to the camera and standing next to each other whilst doing these extraordinarily exuberant dance routines like fucking <laughs> like mental right and they're wearing these really cool like transparent red plastic sunglasses it and is spectacular 
and that was like kind of like state of the art, wasn't it, for uh, for videos back then? Home yeah, back then. just having a video was state of the art. I'm looking to see if yeah. they're on the top of the pops appearance as well, but I don't think they are. But yeah, Squeeze made pops. great videos in as much as the videos were just. And then of course there's a their oh, famous did. video for they did. at the junction. Yeah, they did. They, they appeared they, on well, top of the pops. The second top of the pops appearance, I think. It starts off with them with those leather jackets on with the backs to the camera. Yes. So they're spelling yes. out squeeze. Yeah. And then they they both part and Chris Difford comes through between them to start yeah. singing. That's, That's how the great. video works. That's how the video that works. Work in the video as well, is it? Right. Yeah. That's how the video works. And it's like Chris Difford is extremely cool and emotionless. He's yeah. just delivering that deadpan sort of yeah. lyric. And they are going, by contrast, like... I don't use this word. I'm not exaggerating when I say they go absolutely fucking berserk from beginning yeah. to end, these girls. They're like the coolest backing singers of all time. Someone should make a documentary just about them. Yeah, I'm watching it now. It's fucking great. That was one of the first singles I ever bought, Cool for Cats. Or was bought for me. Pink vinyl, Sam. Pink vinyl. Oh, Beautiful. brilliant. And um, yeah. they will be supporting Madness on their... On their tour, which we'll be attending in the winter, uh, virus yeah. permitting and all that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, right. That's it from this chart. I think. I think we've done it justice, and we've ended up talking about something that's got nothing to do with the chart, as usual. Squeeze would probably had something out in 1988. Uh, Might have been around the time of attempted, wouldn't it? Nah, attempted was 81, 87. They brought an album oh. out called Babylon and On, which was the last one I think that Jules Holland appeared on. They brought they brought that single out. Um, Oh, Hourglass. Oh, and they had a really good video for that, which which was in one of those um, those funny little houses, which is like a visual illusion where it looks like the room is a normal size, but it's actually painted so it's smaller at one end. So they're going up and down the rooms, Ooh. and it's it's really good. Did Jamiroquai nick that idea for virtual insanity? Probably. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> um, so, yeah, have a look at that. That was, that was squeeze around about then. Uh, I think that was kind of when they were falling apart a little bit. Because um, of the drinking? Other. It just happens, doesn't it? Being pop stars. Yeah. Must be hard. Being yeah. on the road with each other all the time. Mm. We'll find out in November. Tickets for our tour. Still on sale. Get yourselves involved. Um, that's it for this one. We'll be back with another tune machine in a week or two. Thanks for listening. You're all top of our charts, you cunts. Poptastic. Poptastic.